0: love lashes and have a passion to see our industry grow and thrive in our podcast we will discuss ideas explore trends share secrets debunk myths and encourage one another i'm your host paul lubers and i'm the general manager at integrity lash in pasadena california welcome the lash cast well as always we have a great show for you today and I am currently surrounded by the dynamic trio of Christina, Erica and Tuscany. Welcome back ladies. Yay. And how is everyone doing today? Excellent. Awesome. (laughs) I am, as always, surrounded by people currently texting and doing all sorts of social media on their phones (laughs) as I'm talking. It's always a little self-conscious when we get started here. I don't know what they're doing, but it's okay. First, before we get on our topic, I thought we'd, uh, just for a second, ask if any of you guys have seen anything beauty-wise online that you think is newsworthy.
1: Yeah. I don't know if this is newsworthy, but it definitely piqued my interest while I was on my Integrity Lash page, which is... At Erica with a K underscore Integrity Lash.
0: All, this is only beginning. I'll
1: love to follow. Yes. I'll follow you back. Yeah, so I saw this thing for—I don't know if it's like press-on eyeliner where you—it was on a piece of tape and you use your eyeliner pen. Or I don't—I think it comes with eyeliner. I wasn't really sure. It was it's like a all stencil? sort of confusing. It wasn't really a stencil. You paint the liner on the tape and then you press it on your eyelid. It's like this clear tape. So it's like a stamp with the tape or and it like transfers like paper or something like that. I don't that. know. It's we're always coming out with something new and trying to be innovative and it always like kind of works. <laughs> I think all these little things that are popping up in the beauty industry are all very like user error. Like there's oh. a lot of room for user error, so you know. You should have a warning, watch out. Warning, you have to actually be good at, at doing it's these kinds the of things. Pod. When you first said there's this eyeliner tape, I thought you
2: meant the actual stick-on eyeliner. And oh, they right, have right. I saw it at Daiso. Uh, I did buy it once, but it, it's just like instead of the tape, you know, that you tape your eyelids like to create a double lid. It's like a black. It, instead of being clear, it looks black and you're supposed to
1: put it on your lash put it line. on the,
2: the lash line. But it looks like a piece of tape. So if your eye doesn't actually fit it, it looks like you've just got a piece of black oh.
1: tape on <laughs> your eye. Use your yeah, error. Use your error. But yeah, I thought that was fun and interesting. That week. is pretty
0: cool. Anyone else? Any other ideas? I will be quiet on these topics, by the way, because I know nothing about this. I don't know what you're talking about, so that's okay. I think, Christina, did you have something that you were going to...
3: Actually, I guess I was, I was going to maybe save it to later, but I just saw online Wands for Wildlife. Do you guys know about that?
0: No. So
3: it? it is, you donate your spoolies <gasps> to Wands for Wildlife, <laughs> and they use them to comb out baby animals. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Oh. So it's repurposing. Is it yeah. an
1: Instagram? Is it like at... Well, it was on... So hold on,
3: let me okay, get back Okay, but to how it. much... Were you
1: on your Lash Instagram?
3: I was on my Lash
0: Instagram. Which, which were you Christina on?
3: Christina, C-H underscore Integrity Lash. Well, <laughs> actually, <laughs> let me spell it out for you. C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A, because I know somebody's going to go, C-H underscore Integrity Lash. No. Yeah. So uh, I was there searching on that, and somebody... It might have been Lefty Lash. Uh, shout out Lefty Lash. Wands for wildlife. I just found that. So That's you f- cool. send
2: old spoolies and they use it to, to. Do they have to treat them or do you have to you know, treat them? No, I don't know. I just you... glanced at it. They but probably I'll they do. Some, yeah. I'll but do they're animals. Research. They don't
0: care. They, they'll just take anything.
2: Honey badger don't care.
0: Honey badger don't care. <laughs> <laughs> That's 19. <laughs> what is it? 20,000 or 2008 just popped Everybody up. Everybody loves honey badger. Yes. Awesome. All right. Very cool. Well, anyhow, let's uh, get into our first topic for today. We've been jumping all over the place, Mm -hmm. and today I thought we'd do something a little bit more that just helps people with their general business. So, you know, a lot of times we've been talking about lashes and techniques and that type of stuff, but today we're gonna go a little bit more to the business side and we want to see what are some things that lash professionals can do right now to improve their business and when we're talking about things let's try to stick around with things that are easy to implement there's a million things you can do you can build another lash room you can you know go out and get training on this product you know things that cost a lot of money take a lot of time but maybe there's some things that we can give our listening audience there are just little simple things that They can add into their routines, their treatments, or basically with their staff. Maybe if they have a staff, how they can work with their staff. So let's just open up the floor to discussion on what are some things that people can do to improve their business.
3: You know, to the Wands for Wildlife thing, the spoolies, we give our spoolies away for free. And Mm -hmm. it was something I used to sell. Like I used to, before when I was on my own, I was with Extreme Lash, and I would buy their spoolies and Mm -hmm. resell them. And they're beautiful Mm -hmm. spoolies, and they were twist up and reusable, and they were like $25 or something. So when I came to Integrity, it was so neat that we just handed them out and then one day we upgraded because somebody I don't know who it was thought to do a drawstring bag. Mm -hmm, Like a chiffon. Chiffon bag. Uh, If you're in LA we get them in downtown LA for few dollars and you get just buy them in bulk and you just throw a few in there and it's just a nice way to do something and it's free instead mm-hmm. of like all those like I see girls online cutting straws or they're like repurposing on the a, lash the palettes lash yeah the that lash was adorable that was cute yeah. I did yeah. really like that a lot so whoever he, was that with the business card a spoolie and they repurposed their old lash case how
1: creative yeah. adorable that's thinking out of the box mm-hmm. yeah. I thought of you test because I was like that's something Tess would think of. okay wait
2: <laughs> so did they soak off the labels and You know
1: she showed
3: it, and her cases, wherever she gets her cases from, the back is iridescent. It was so cute, and so the front she just had her business card stuck inside the spoolie. I don't know if there was anything else in it. Did you remember?
0: Our problems. we, we wouldn't have enough to... Oh, no, and a
1: mint. Oh, no. Genius. And mint. a
0: mint. Yeah, a yeah, mint. And we, yeah. You could
1: put those little One-use eye drops, yeah. yeah. Lubricated Oh, a
3: little in there. kit. Yeah, it was it's cute. cute. Put a little ribbon around that. So instead of charging people or being like, oh, you know, just give that as an addition because they need it to continue right. making their lashes look good. It will so. help you,
0: them have take care of their lashes, mm-hmm. which will help you in the long term. Mm-hmm. A big thing, too, that I know... Because we did at one point, like I think five, six years ago, we charged for spoolies. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, someone came up with the idea, and we're like, oh, yeah, we can make money off of this. $2 for a pack $2 of $2 for like or five or six, like yeah. I realized we weren't being generous. We weren't yeah. being, you know, the truth is, if that's going to be the difference between you making a profit as a company, you need to find a better way. Why don't you just raise your prices up $2 and then throw in the free spoolies if that's what it's going to take. Right. That your clients, I think, will just see you as being very kind and generous that you're giving away stuff. They're going to be more likely to respond in a more positive way and feel good about your brand versus you right. saying, Oh, yeah, you want a spoolie? Oh, here's $2 or $5, whatever it is. Um, it just looks like you're nickel and diming people. And everyone right. knows the spoolies don't cost $2. <laughs> they're, right. just, they're like cents. And by the way, where you get the bag from that Christina brought, which is what we do, we just do a little white chiffon bag. Actually, we used to get it from like downtown. We can yeah. actually now you can get it on Cosmodex. Yeah, with a Q. With a Q. You can go on there and they sell them there. They have all like six different colors, mm-hmm. different sizes. Ours is the 4-inch by 6-inch white chiffon bag, and we just put two spoolers in there. We've also done stuff like little business cards to promote us or promotions. Mm-hmm. You can, like, I think you guys mentioned be great. May put a mint in there or put a little candy or treat for a holidays. There's lots of little things you can do, and it's just like a little takeaway gift that makes them feel good about your salon. And it doesn't take back.
3: any time. You're not buying those paper straws. You're not cutting them. Yeah. It's no time off your back. It's just yeah. done.
0: It's very quick and easy, yep. Do
3: you want to talk about the paper straw a little What's bit? What's that? Some people you see online, and actually one of the girls brought some straws Mm -hmm. in, but you cut them. And you just cover the tip of it.
2: Like, how big is the cut
1: piece? Like an inch, mm-hmm. an inch and a like half, an Probably, inch. Yeah,
3: it's the same size. Right. Enough the, to cover
1: the brush right. part of the spoolie. Exactly.
3: So then you just slide it down, it's brush, like a little brush, brush, and then okay. pop it back oh, on. Oh, right. okay. So I mean, it's cute, but then you're sitting there cutting all these straws, and then really, yeah. like, it doesn't hold
1: when it's in the purse. It doesn't. And that's why yeah. I like the chiffon bag because it protects it from lint and mm-hmm. like
0: all that kind of stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. In fact,
0: that's what started because we used to just hand them the bags, it was or dirty. The, and then they would mm-hmm. go in their purse and they would get dirty. Nasty. It gets pet hair all wound around it with
2: crumbs, right? You're (laughs) all desperate looking for one.
0: Thank you. Yeah, so the the chiffon bag protects them from that. Well, that's interesting. I didn't think about the straw idea like that. That's very um,
3: cool. See, if you followed Christina underscore Integrity Lash, you would know these, things. these kinds of things. <laughs>
0: you know what's sad is I don't have my own page still. I just haven't you gotten don't? around. No, Paul there's no underscore? Paul underscore at Integrity well, Lash. Well, because you
1: manage like four other ones.
0: I know. <laughs> like, no, I'm to do that. Which
1: ones do you manage, Paul? Well,
0: I actually, it's interesting you should say that. We have at Integrity Lash... And then we have a new one, which we just changed. We had our Integrity Lash Boot Camp that we've been pushing for the last, what, seven, eight episodes. But we decided to, add the third page, we were going to create Lash Cast Podcast. Uh, we were going to do that one. But once it became obvious the pages for me was going to be way more than I could ever handle, because I can barely handle two. Mm-hmm. So we decided to change the integrity lash bootcamp into lashcast podcast. So that's where you should go. Say it three times quick. I know. I'm not it. That say was good it.
1: though. That was a good one.
0: Thank you said, yeah, yeah, I said it. We're I have all holding to slow our slow it down. Like fuck Paul can't say these three two words together. Uh, <laughs> that's a bad idea. We named our that's our podcast name. That was but, yeah. <laughs> so that said, you can find us now if you haven't yet followed us at lash cast podcast go there follow us on instagram we will be posting everything we do in the show better as we get used to this routine and we may add the integrity last boot camp at some point because that's another one that would make sense for us to have once we have our training program fully running but for now that's where you fall so it's don't... nice to
1: keep them separate
0: yeah and there's no paul so one day they may be me paul they will be, be lash really... paul yeah. That, <laughs> thank you. Yes, it'll be very lame because it'll be mostly just me posting other things on other pages. Anyhow, Well, what's yours, Tuss? What's your? Um... Mine's
2: Tessannee. Under... How do you spell that? T u s s a n e e underscore integrity lash. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mine's kind of. Um, I'm developing that muscle. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know,
2: everybody else's is so interesting, and I'm trying.
0: Yeah, it's you know, it takes some energy, it takes time. So, Ann, what are some other things you guys can give out there nuggets that people can do to improve their business?
1: Well, I think with the lash industry, I think customer service, we have a really amazing opportunity to just blow people's socks off. Because the lash industry, it's kind of in with the makeup industry and hair. But hair and makeup are too, I mean, they're loud. and, And lashes are kind of closest to, I think, esthetician work and Mm -hmm. facial services and the spa feel. But there are a lot of lash salons out there that are trying to be, you know, a little bit more like more, yeah, yeah, edgy, high energy. But I think like when I like to think about customer service, I like to think about the entire experience. So it's from the minute they walk Mm -hmm. into the door and how they're greeted. And also, you know, really think about like when I walk into a place, how I want to be treated. So I think we do a really good job about that. And especially how we are on the phones and all that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. But I think it really starts there and deciding how you want your atmosphere to be, how you want Mm -hmm. your space to be and, what the client experience is that you want right. and then really defining that and really paying attention to every detail. And we have a lot of details and ways that we like to kind of connect with yeah. people
2: and show them how important they are. Mm-hmm. And I think that whether you are running a salon, you have a staff or you're by yourself, There are simple things that you can do to increase that customer service. And it's like what you said about when people first come in. It's like, well, we always say we want to dote on the client. Mm -hmm. It's like you want to fuss over them almost like, you know, just making sure that they
1: know that you care for them. And how are some of the ways that you would encourage people to do that? I mean, I think it starts at the beginning, you know, mm-hmm. making sure that they're greeted. Mm-hmm. We talk about that a lot with the staff. Is there um, any
2: specific way? Like, I mean, are there different kinds of greetings? Oh my oh, god, she's oh. trying to
3: get this out of us. <laughs> yes. No, test, there isn't. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> None at all. Well, I, I don't know. I'm just kind of, encu- sorry guys. I'm just kind of trying to encourage us to see like, you know, people may think that they are greeting the client and it's like, check off the box, right? But it's like, You know, there are different ways to convey that service. Mm -hmm. Like, there are times when people come in the salon, and if there's nobody at the front desk, it's my pet peeve, right? When people are like hello, <laughs> hello, and we're like, oh, I'll be right out. I mean, that's a greeting, but that's not necessarily the one that we want, but if yeah. we were thinking,
0: all oh, I have to so do how is how you greet get greeted at the Four Seasons, yeah. you walk in at the front mm-hmm. desk, I'll like, be right hello. There. And it's like, Motel 6, you expect that, yeah. but you don't expect that at the Four Seasons, so it, it depends on what type of image you're trying to portray as a salon. So right. for
3: Tess, Integrity Lash was Tess and vision, and signing on, she's like, you know, one day, this is going to be so high-end, and we're going to be the Bellagio of or the Neimans or the Nordstrom of the lash industry and you know it's a nice idea when one person believes in it but it's really cool when there's 14 15 people emulating that concept mm-hmm. and so what you were hinting at mm-hmm. was four and ten. So, like, if you're ten feet away from somebody, like, you see them. We're upstairs, so we're mm-hmm. not street level. And so when somebody's coming upstairs, you know it's for one of, like, six businesses. Mm-hmm. So ten feet away would, for us, be, like, a staircase. But you'd just, like, you know, kind of smile, acknowledge their presence. Yeah. Four feet away, four and ten, mm-hmm. uh, you'd say, hello. How are you? That's like, right, how's your day? You'd say something. You'd greet mm-hmm. them. Engage
0: them, yeah. Right.
3: And our salon's so small. It's not small, but the way it's set yeah. up. Uh, four feet. You're in the lobby anyway. Mm-hmm. Hey, how you doing? Welcome. To integrity, have you been here before? Right. Like, mm-hmm. it's that kind of greeting that sets up the whole rest of the mm-hmm. experience right. where they and, feel welcome uh-huh. instead of like when you walk into a high end hair salon and they don't acknowledge you, and you're like, Oh my god, I feel so
2: weird! I like, know. I'm gonna break this chair. It's like oh. walking into a, a restaurant or a nightclub, and you know, you just want to just not shrink. be awkward, exactly. <laughs> you want to be welcomed, right? So, if you're by yourself, like in a suite. It can get a little trickier because there might not be room in your treatment room to have somebody waiting. Mm -hmm. But it's still really important to greet that customer. So you can just even pop out for a second, excuse yourself and just greet the client. Say, I'm with my client. I'll be right with you. Can I offer you something to drink? That kind of stuff. You might already be doing that. But just a reminder to put yourself in the client's shoes. If they're coming to somewhere where they haven't been before, it's a little awkward. You know, you got to try to figure out where to park and you know, which elevator to come up or, you know, maybe there's no elevator, but which door to go through. Giving um, your client a visual cue like, hey, it's right here. I'll be right out. It can do a lot to settle nerves.
3: You know, to that, we've done this exercise in meetings before. Like, where do you spend, like, how much is your service a month? $50, $70, some of you smaller operators. You know, our service a month, our monthly service is anywhere between $120 to $160. Our full set's 300 So we've had our staff do this exercise. Where are you spending this much every month? Mm-hmm. Every four weeks without a question, I don't spend it anywhere. You know, like I do my hair and maybe that's every five weeks, mm-hmm. maybe it's every six weeks, but I mean, where are you spending it? You need you to get your that? hair taken care of, by I the do. way. So, look, he's talking. <laughs> <laughs> the point is, is that where are you spending that money? And that money, that's, you know, some people are saving really hard for that. Mm-hmm. And being able to give them these types of little extras, like that service... Mm-hmm that 's where they 're going to keep spending it with you right because they 're getting that quality
2: when you asked that question, it was at a meeting and you said i 've an exercise for everyone and it 's kind of even a quiz for our listeners right now. You ask yourself do a little private inventory right now, what are you dedicated to spending whatever you charge for your lashes, mm-hmm. whether it 's you know a fill seventy five eighty dollars and you 're asking them to do that twice a month or once a month ask yourself where do you consistently spend that money and as a consumer how do you expect to be treated for your personal self not a
3: utility but Mm -hmm. every month $80 plus your tip Plus your travel time, plus sitting there, like parking, what are you doing? Maybe some real fancy nails.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. right.
2: But for that price, you expect a certain something. Mm-hmm. So if you can kind of rewire your brain to think around, what am I providing for my client who is investing this? Mm-hmm. What can I do to ensure that she feels even more special? Mm-hmm. And it could just be changing the way that you are greeting people and the way that you're doting on them. For example always tell them where they can put their handbags down so they're not Mm -hmm. like wondering or trying to look for it Mm -hmm. uh fuss over them a little bit don't let them just get down on the bed by themselves or the table stand there and do it for them put the blanket blanket. on for them
3: yeah Yeah, it's just it's
0: just have a blanket
2: a lot of lash lines don't have Have a blanket Mm -hmm. makes them
0: feel very secure Mm -hmm. cuddly you know it's it's, it feels good Especially if your salon is cold like ours sometimes Right.
3: Well, but even in the (laughs) summertime, we have the blanket there, and we'll just put the sheet on them, and then because they're laying for so long, they get cold. So we'll Mm -hmm. have the fan on for them, and then Mm -hmm. we'll add the blanket. Right.
0: It's more spa-like when you do that, too, mm -hmm. versus just laying on the bed with no blanket. That's more... Mm -hmm. And you're exposed. It's such a weird
3: weird mm -hmm. feeling. And then, I mean, if you really want to be
2: creative and be resourceful, maybe you don't have a lot of resources... But what you could do is make a ritual about the blanket. You know, you fold up the blankets ahead of time and you wrap a ribbon around it. Okay, take a few minutes to put a ribbon around it. And when the client comes in, you hand it to them. So then they have this ritual of untying the ribbon and putting the blanket on them. Just doing a little something extra. That's really cute. Right? To just give them that sense that I've been thinking about your experience Mm -hmm. and I want to make it special, Mm -hmm. right? So even the, like, if they take off their shoes... One of the things that you can do it's is just actually when they're sitting on the bed or the table and they're getting up off of it, you go down and pick up their shoes and put them right in front of them. Small gesture. But yeah. let me tell you, it goes a long way to communicating, I'm pampering you. Mm-hmm. This is a special treat, right? And it does a lot for your tips as well. Then there's the the other thing we mentioned before is, you know, giving them spooling in a bag one of the things that we do is we offer them a Pellegrino lots of other places will say would you like something a cup of water or something like that mm-hmm. what we're trying to do is tap into that law of reciprocity and it's kind of a rule that says if you are given something human nature social protocols dictate that that person has a psychological impulse to give something back to you right mm-hmm. um I think they do it in the restaurant business, the servers. If they give you something or an extra little something, you feel more inclined to give them a better tip. It's the same thing. If you go out of your way to do something, your client is leaving your salon with a little goodie bag like what we talked about or a drink in their hand.
3: You know what? You just jogged this memory that Go I for just... It. We had a rough kind of turnover time a few years back in terms of staff. And there was one girl who wasn't getting tipped. And she used to be so upset. Like, why don't I ever get tips? Like, oh, my God. Like, And people would be like, everybody else gets tips. Like, what do you think you're doing wrong? And then when you watched her, she was just so mean to people. <laughs> well, they're not going to leave you anything. Like, So we charge a premium service. We provide a premium service. Everybody else was getting tipped properly, but she wasn't. Now, our tips, on average, are like $20 for a fill, and she wasn't getting that. I mean, mm. she'd be lucky to be getting $5 a service. So what do you mean by being mean? Because I'm
1: sure she didn't think she was being mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. She had to know she wasn't pleasant. <laughs> <laughs>
0: she I, mean, think, I mean, for it us... It was
3: clear that she was... I mean, she would just be like, oh, hey, come on back. Like, And, mm. and it was like... I don't know what happened in the room, because I wasn't in there,
1: but she wasn't doing... Something. yeah i just wanted to ask that mm-hmm. because i think some people don't really think through everything that comes out of their mouth mm-hmm. if they're making eye contact how their handshake is
0: or if they're hugging them goodbye yeah. or are they walking but out you with also them more so i yeah. mean she just she wasn't perhaps, a warm she wasn't
1: a warm friendly person
3: to begin with but excellent she excellent technician Oh, I think we're talking yeah, about you're two you're talking about that's oh, a different oh, person okay. to us. Like yeah. I can tell you right now. But also, yeah, there was another girl. Yeah. There was one girl who wasn't a great fit, and then yeah. there was another girl who really was. And you're right. Those mm-hmm. are two different examples. One girl would probably rely more on her tips because she didn't have a consistent clientele, and she just couldn't figure out why. There's a guy who was really good. She also wasn't very personable and saw a lot of the things that we do as kissing up to people when we were like, no, you're just being nice. And she's like, but that's just not me. Well, maybe you should... Yeah, you know, maybe this is not a good Rethink fit that because that's where your tips are coming from. People mm-hmm. aren't obligated to tip. It's a lift. gift. It's, it's completely free. Right. And so Paul and Tess would be like, well, Chris, how are you getting, you know, at the time I was one of the only people being tipped well. Yeah,
0: you are
2: yeah, very, very doing great at me. Great
3: demand. And, and so it was hard for me to just be like, well, you were just nice. And so now this group of women that we have now, everybody is at the same level, I believe, yeah. and as far as tipping goes. And it, it really shows once you're doing these things and you're just behaving properly and be genuine
0: and caring genuine we always tell our staff care i mean if we care that's our secret weapon really because Clients just want to know you care. In the end, when they get mad, clients usually, when something's not working, the anger dissipates as soon as they know you care. They just think that you're not going to care because right. they're so used to going to companies and saying something doesn't work, or that my food is cold, mm-hmm. or whatever. In the restaurants, like I don't care, you know. And then you get mad, and then you go and Yelp and you write bad reviews. But if you show you care, it's like the steam is let out immediately, and also, okay, you care. Thank God, because most people don't. We have a
3: girl right now, actually, in our staff, who's having a problem with something that she purchased, and the person's not responding to her, and she's just, you know, you're watching the anxiety and the anger build because the person could easily fix it. It's a very simple fix. But this person's just stopped responding to her. And Mm. you're like, that's...
0: Not the way to do it. Yeah. And you see that on Yelp. I'll see reviews where someone booked an appointment with it or bought a Groupon or booked an appointment and then... The person couldn't canceled on them, and then they couldn't get in, and they kept calling and emailing them, texting them, and the person won't respond. And now they're so livid that they decide to go online and blast them mm-hmm. through Yelp. So I know some people are conflict avoiders. If you're going to be in business, you need to learn to be okay with conflict. you got to realize that you got to go into that conflict, accept it, and eat some humble pie and mm-hmm. be like, okay, I messed up, I'm so sorry, and then make it right. Yeah. It's how you show people you care. One other thing I was going to jump on, what you guys were just saying, is the idea of we want to overgive. I think in business, it's always good to make sure you're the one giving more than they're receiving. So for us, that's why we do the Pellegrino. That's why we do the Spoolie. That's why we do lots of things in our salon. We want to make sure that the client always feels like they're getting more from us than they are paying. So when they pay $121 for an hour and a half fill, they feel like they got a deal. And the only way you're going to do that is by overgiving. That's why the way the whole experience goes from when they mm-hmm. walk out the door to how you get follow-up afterwards to check and make sure everything went well. All those things, all that customer service value you're giving them makes them feel like, wow, I'm getting a deal. The moment they start feeling like, wow, every time I'm going there, i have given them $121. I'm actually paying too much for this. They're going to go somewhere else. Yeah. They're going to leave mm-hmm. you because they're not feeling like they're getting the real value. Another thing I wanted to mention real quickly was – I can't emphasize how important greeting people is in a salon. And I know it's tough. When you're a single operator, it's tough to do that. But you've got to really evaluate and sit down and go, how are clients first coming to my salon and how is it working? I just want to share a quick anecdote. When I was walking, I went into a place where you get blowouts. This was back like a year ago. And I was going to look in for Tusney. For personal for, service? Yeah, yeah, for my hair. Uh but my lack of hair. But it was for Tusney. I was thinking about buying her a gift card. Because I heard this place was good and I thought it'd be really cool to go in. And also I'm just looking for customer experience. I want to see what other salons do. And I advise if you don't do this already you should once in a while you should just go into places for the sole purpose of experiencing their customer service, whether it's a hotel restaurant, hair, beauty salon and make note of it, like really focus and make watch your notes. feelings, watch yeah. your
2: feelings as you are experiencing the service, because what you're feeling is oftentimes, you know, what your clients are going to feel. Yeah. You're going to learn a lot. You're
0: going to learn a lot from, and not just from beauty, look for other industries we can steal from other places. It mm-hmm. really helps you to be a better business owner because there's other people who've done it right. And you can just take and adapt it to you. But anyhow, so I walk into the salon, there were like eight women work on hair, No one at the front desk. Everyone turns around and just stares at me. And I'm sure they're all thinking, there's a guy in the salon, these are all women, and he's bald. (laughs) So (laughs) these things do not add up. But what was so awkward is literally no one said anything to me. I just stood there and kind of waved and went hi kind of went. yeah i was just like hi <laughs> and finally one person relented and went oh okay i guess i'll go talk to him cuz she was all of them were thinking i have a client yeah. i'm busy i can't go talk to you you showed up unscheduled so she came over and i asked some questions and wanted to see about getting a gift card and she shared something about the slot obviously trying to get rid of me and it was such a horrible experience. That like and gives
1: I, me a stomachache. Yeah, it's
0: so sad because this is like one of these places in Pasadena that's very highly respected, and I had a horrible experience. And that was just like, that's what a lot of times happens in salons, and you're not aware of it because you're so busy in the moment. Yeah. You're doing your lashes. You're doing your thing. I'm mm-hmm. in demand. I'm busy. You don't realize you're blowing people off and losing opportunities to create fans and to grow your business Because in the moment you're stressed about your one client because they were five minutes late Mm -hmm. and you're trying to make up that Mm -hmm. time and someone just showed up. Or someone came 15 minutes early and you're like, oh, gosh, they're 15 minutes early. I don't want to really deal with them yet. So it's really important that you greet your guests. Mm -hmm. We have a thing called the walk of shame Mm -hmm. at our salon. And that is when someone walks into the front door and comes up to the front desk, that can be a horrible experience. Well, you have
2: to set it up because it sounded weird the way you say it. It's like if you open the door and they have to walk like 10 steps to get to the front desk yeah. and you can see them but it's just silent and it's quiet we call it the walk of shame because it feels
0: awkward yeah because no one's greeting you and you're not sure if you're welcomed yet maybe you're new maybe you've been here for a long time you expect to be greeted and they and by name by the way because mm-hmm. they see you and they're like hey I've been here for 2 years and you don't know who I am mm-hmm. I mean that feels like crud I know like mm-hmm. for Tuscany and I we love going to restaurants and usually go in there pretty regularly because one of the things that's special is when you walk in, they go, oh, it's and so good to see you again. You are, right. And it's kind of neat. And, they go, oh, and sometimes they'll say, what's your name again? And I'm okay with that. I, I know they see thousands of people. I don't expect them to remember all right. the names, but at least they recognize you, and that's yeah, special. Yeah, are
1: not being awkward about it.
0: Yeah, yeah. But, but
2: here's the thing also. It's like if you take a few seconds to look at the schedule and to get your client's name, sometimes we're going to mispronounce it, but to actually greet them by mm-hmm. name... I was trying a new hair service recently, and one thing that completely turned me off is she had my name. I was given for appointment. When I came up to her, I introduced myself, and she called me by the wrong name. And Uh-oh. like, oh, hi, Jessica. And I thought, oh, no, it's it's Tessany. And I thought, well, didn't you know? Like, did you not? I mean, you know, it's a small
3: thing, but yeah. again, it's and like... it's not like your name is... Messica. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. I can understand you know, it's not like I haven't made this mistake either. Or like, Tusani or you yeah. think like,
2: that's yeah. a different. <laughs> but Tuscany. if you can kind of create a habit for yourself of looking at the name, going over it before it's again, it's greeting your client with a different intention. Mm-hmm. You know, is to show them that you care,
0: you know. One of the things that I would encourage you to do is to write out all the touch points in your service. So a lot of times I've heard this from uh, some other salon owners, what they've done. So they went through and thought of every time that they communicate with a guest so that you're aware of every exchange, because each of those builds an experience. Mm-hmm. And you either can downgrade them, or you can upgrade them, or you can eliminate them. What's the mean? I mean, touch, yeah, give us some. So somebody, touch points would be like, for instance, the first time they reach you is going to be through usually a social media or a website. Like DMing or. Or just no, just finding your presence. Okay. Like, what is your presence? That's one touch point. Then they're going to call you, or text you, or DM you, and you're going to want to have a good response and have a timely response, not one that takes two days to get back. I mean, Yelp is so smart now. They put on there, like, they tell you, Estimated this person time. will be 30 minutes, an hour, two days. Um, if you says two days on Yelp, that means probably no one's going to write you because they're going to say, I want to know by today or tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You're going to, two days to get back to me? Forget it. I just won't write you. So you're immediately advertising to people that you're not going to respond. Same thing that's on Facebook. They tell you, how quickly you respond to things. Uh, so it's really important that you be on top of things or get someone to help you if you're working by yourself. Maybe you have a friend that comes in once a day and for an hour does it. Pay them you know, some money or some uh, intern or something like that to help you with your communications so that you can be more timely because people today want Instant, instant. communication. So that's one thing. Then, you know, when they walk in the salon, think about how they arrive at your place when they park. Is the parking very difficult? If parking is difficult, then you're going to probably want to tell people up front, by the way, is difficult where I'm located. So that at least expectation is dealt with. So when they arrive and parking is difficult, they're not flustered and angry by the time they see you. Like, why the hell didn't you tell me there's no free parking? I just paid 20 bucks up the street, you know, because you didn't tell them ahead of time. Yeah, and they're
1: like, that's also why I'm five minutes
0: late. Yeah, it's also (laughs) why I'm late right now because you didn't explain anything. We always tell our new guests to come like 10 minutes early because we have good parking, but it can be tight at times.
2: This is is a great customer service feature, especially if you're in a place that you know that they ticket like crazy, giving people the heads up so that at least if they make a choice and they take a risk and they park and they get a ticket, they know they're responsible for it. But we have had it in the beginning when we didn't do this. People would say, hey, I got a ticket. And, you know, because we we wanted to have a good customer service experience, we would pay for that. We didn't want them to like think, oh, great. Now I have to go to that place again and I might Mm -hmm. get a ticket. So take the time to familiarize your client with some of the obstacles they may experience so that they can budget their time. Maybe not all of them will, but at least you're off the hook for it.
0: Yeah. And then, you know, after that, then how do they walk into your place? Is it hard to find? Is it easy to find? Is it? Junky, maybe you got a good deal on a low rent property or something, or is it elegant and high end? You, you want to deal with possible, think of possible things that could happen, that maybe can make just the walk br- in as a customer,
3: like right, and try come to to your place yeah. as a client or a guest. Maybe or- a
0: videotape your, just walk in, and then you can go back and observe the video, and
3: you'll see and you'll see
0: you things you, will- you haven't seen mm-hmm. before, and you're like, oh, I can see why mm-hmm. this is, could be a potential right. problem. Mm-hmm. And then of course, when you walk in the salon, you've got to find a way to greet them as quickly and as friendly. As possible, do not make them sit in the hallway or in a lobby or all alone with no idea of if, if anyone knows that, that they exist. It's just a really crappy feeling as a customer, and I think you're raising your chances that they won't. I come mean, back. if you
3: are to that, maybe you let them know when they're booking. Hey, I've been here before. I am a sole operator. I will, you know, text me when you're here. I'll text back, hey, it's great. Like, modern society, like, you could just text and be like, I know you're here, great, help yourself to the water, or whatever it is, you know? You could even make, like, a little welcome packet
2: for them. If you are anticipating they're going to spend some time outside your salon, that's, like, prime advertising time for you. Mm -hmm. So put together a little book about some of the looks that you have, some of your philosophies on the service, tell them what they can expect, that kind of thing, and have it, like, in a little booklet, and you can say, it's in the pink chair right outside the salon. So
3: go ahead and have a seat, look through the book. I mean, it's just, you're just putting... So that's when you have them do their consultation. So Mm -hmm. that's when you have time and you're like, oh, I don't have time to do a consultation. You know, we all say, Mm -hmm. I don't have time Mm -hmm. for certain things. Well, that's when you have them fill out their paperwork and do that. And then you look more
0: legit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, here's what I'm now just going, we're brainstorming now because I thought a really cool idea that I actually might do. What is it? You can actually, if they're waiting for you and you don't have time to really talk to them, you can text them a video to YouTube And have this link that you send them. And then that video can be a welcome video that tells them about what they're going to get, how they can get ready for the service. And so it just kills a little bit of time and lets them know again that you care because you've made some time to make this little video. And while they're outside, it's like a solo salon. They're in the lobby like, you know what? Thank you. I'll be right out. Let me just text you a little video you can watch while you're waiting. And you send that link.
2: I've got another idea, too. Let's say they arrive early, and you can give them, like, a little tray that's got, like, makeup remover and maybe wipes and just instruct them to go to the ladies' room and just freshen up a little bit, get a heads up on that. Yeah. So...
0: And that's something we have done at our salon. We haven't done the tray. We've always talked about that. But we do have in our bathroom all the things you need to remove your makeup. So when people go in there, yeah. uh, they are able to do that without having to bring their own supply. Right. And they know that they are able to do that. So it's just a little simple touch. You can so if you restroom. share
2: a ladies' room with other people and you don't feel comfortable leaving something in there, just yeah. put it in a little basket. And so when they come in, you can just hand them the little basket.
3: We
0: have a that common area that we area. We a common
3: restroom with All the other businesses and Paul and Tess, when the restrooms were upgraded from the 80s, they started (laughs) supplying towels and real real (laughs) hand towels, and people started. taking them so we just recently switched to paper but the point of that was that we do have like our AkiSoft, and we have feminine products in there and I mean they're given away for free and it's just a touch that some of the other people in our building they've used and when we're in there they'll thank us and it's just so nice because they're like oh those girls are so nice that's right even though they don't want us to be like they know <laughs> well it's a small thing that you're doing
2: something for your community mm-hmm. and everyone benefits from it it mm-hmm. does cost a little bit more it does take a little bit more effort but you're building goodwill right you know i
0: mean just basically the idea is be generous mm-hmm. that's where you want to be won't be seen as being generous and that
3: takes you to the next little thing that we wanted to talk about was like yep. adding time to your service like be mm-hmm. generous with your time as well like there's this thing when you look on forums and things where it says how do I get my lashes done quicker and I've been doing this for two weeks you can't like you're not going to have an hour appointment we don't have hour appointments for a full set I mean it's Quality is time, and if you're more generous with your time, people will see that, and they'll see the quality of your work improve, and that kind of... Yeah,
2: absolutely. One of the things immediately that you can do to improve your service is to make your appointment times longer Mm -hmm. because the focus is not about getting through the clients and getting as many as you can possible. While that's important, what you're trying to do is make every appointment count. Mm -hmm. You're trying to communicate the service. You're trying to differentiate yourself from the rest of the pack. Everybody else is trying to shave down those times But the client wants to be cared for. You know, consider just adding a little bit more time. And there's many benefits to doing that. One of them is if you add just a little bit more time and you stop a little bit more early, you can give the client a chance to say, take a look at your lashes. Is there anything that I need Mm -hmm. to to fix right now? Because you're trying to communicate that you care, but also you're ensuring that they're not going to have to come back for a touch-up. But you're giving them that sense of taking care of their needs right there Mm
0: -hmm. yeah no and I think too one of the things that I've I've heard this from a lot of last stylists who I've interviewed that their owners really push them hard to be fast that's all they care about Mm -hmm. and if that's what's being communicated to the employee then that's what the employee is going to communicate to the guest and the guest the last thing they want to hear is that I just need to get you done so I get into my next person they're spending a lot of money to come to you and speed. While, yes, some people don't have a lot of time, the truth is most of these women will rather spend an extra 15 minutes and look fantastic than be rushed through a service and kicked out the door just so you can get to your next client. It really is important, I think, is to think this through and to slow down the process not the lashing itself, but give yourself more time. You'll be less stressed, too, by the way. If you have a little bit of extra time, it's helpful. But also, your guests will feel less stressed because they will sense that from you, and they're going to feel like you really care and that you're really there for them, and that this is not just a transaction, but you actually are doing a service to make their life better. And I think that's really important to remember because it's so easy. to get caught up in the money yeah. that you make decisions based upon money. Versus making decisions well, at what's best for a lot to of guess. people who are
3: out there, like maybe a, I shouldn't say a lot, but there's probably single parents out there. They're like, I have to make this much money in order to get that done. But maybe you work that other way then and say, okay, this is the money I need to make. Now, how can I spread that out throughout the week so that I can do enough clients and give them a little bit more time to hit that goal? Yeah. Like maybe you plan differently instead of just like I need to do 20 clients a day. Okay, we'll bring it down. <laughs> you know, but let's do the math and figure out what you need to make and how you can give those people more time to get yourself better.
0: And it's charge more then, right? If you're going to take more time, people understand when you take more time, it costs more. Time is money. Time is money. So it's nothing wrong saying, hey, everyone, I'm going to go from these 45-minute appointments to an hour and 15. I'm raising my prices by $20. You'll be amazed how many clients will stay with you if they really love what you're doing. We raised our prices four times in two years. We basically went from like $41 an hour to $81 an hour. And we lost very few clients.
3: Well, because they saw the quality of everybody's work improved, too, because yeah. there was such a different
0: time. More time, time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
2: And the value of it. We had established a reputation enough to say, this is what we need in order to give you the service that you're used to. Mm-hmm. We'd love to have you understand if you can't. But we, we lost very few people because they wanted that attention. They wanted to feel special. They right. wanted that service.
3: And this could be different for us because we do have a four-week uh, Retention. Retention. Thank you. Uh, Where a lot of people are doing volume and maybe they get two or three weeks. So that might be different, but maybe that gives you the extra time to work on your volume and your retention and how to make that last for you better.
1: Well, yeah, because I mean, some of the biggest questions we always see in here is how do I get my lashes to last longer? And then how do I get the lash line darker and more dense? Mm -hmm. If you give yourself more time. You can do it. You can do it. Mm -hmm. Your retention will improve because you have that time to put more lashes on. Right. And then more lashes equals a darker lash line. That's right.
3: And more lashes lasting.
1: Exactly.
2: So by extending those times, what you're effectively doing is saying, I'm creating a different customer service experience. Your focus is not getting them in and out faster. It is like making sure that they're happier with your service Mm -hmm. so that they will want to return and that your books will continue to stay full. It's a slightly different mental
0: focus. It's a spa focus versus a salon focus, I'd say. Mm -hmm. A lot of times you go to the salon, it's loud, there's a lot of things going on. You're getting in and out. But a spa, you go to relax, get, take a break from the world. This is my time. I'm going to totally chill. I'm going to take a nap. You know, walk out feeling refreshed. And so I think that's kind of what we aim for is what we call a spa experience versus a salon experience. Right.
2: I just had a, a stroke of brain
0: energy. Genius? Yeah, brain okay. juice. <laughs> <laughs>
2: this is so, so important, and it's really obvious. It's almost kind of funny to say. But you want to make sure that the appointment is about your client's lashes. Okay, versus a friendship relationship. Now, we can have those great friendship relationships with our clients, but as a service provider, you must never forget that you are there in their lives to perform a service that they are paying you for. It's great if you get along and you connect about other things, but the minute you fail to do what's right for their lashes, you're really not their friend. It's a responsibility. So, While they may ask you what's going on in your life and you can share it, I really encourage people to make the appointment all about the client and what the client is going through, what the client wants to talk to. Don't use that time to talk about your frustrations, about your work with vendors, about your business, they may seem like they care but they really don't they're being polite and because they don't want to say anything during the service that and is and you good. can't see them roll their eyes with their eyes shut yeah and they're not <laughs> going to i mean they want to make sure that they're going to get a good service so they're not going to do anything to rock the boat right. you know and you have to remember that it's like they're hostage in the chair but you want to make it all about them don't use them to get your own needs met and it's tempting to do so when they ask you Uh, when the client turns around and says, oh, so how are you doing? Really, the answer is I'm really good. You give them one little blurb about something that's going on in your life, but you don't use that time to say, you know what, my husband are having this really hard time. And I mean, maybe it's appropriate, but I'm just saying, don't use it to get your needs met. Don't use their attention and their captivity in your table. To find allies
0: for you. you Right. To hate your husband or something. It's like... Right. It's it's a negative experience.
1: Yeah, and I do want to say, because I know that... Some clients listen to our podcast. I mm-hmm. do want to say that there are clients, and you guys have clients too, that they really are a friend yeah. and they've become a friend through yes. seeing you over, you know, six months a year or a few years. And they know that mm-hmm. if they talk more, They might get less lashes, Mm -hmm. but they're okay with that because they would rather get the update and they'd rather connect. And they know they're still going to get good lashes, but I think, like, everybody's probably thinking in their mind right now about their, like, client that's their friend, their exception to the rule, basically. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to point that out because I just think that it's important to acknowledge the clients that are, like... There, because they really want to see you. Yes. And they really obviously want their lashes. Or they'll book more time so that they Mm. can talk more. I think you have a client that does that. I
3: have a couple.
2: Yeah. You
1: have a couple clients. They'll book more time. I also do
3: have a couple clients that I go to drinks with now, and they're like legit friends. Yeah. But it's like Tess said, their primary reason for coming to me is. Yeah. lashes yeah. and I know that like I'm like, oh well we'll just talk about that over drinks, you know? So Right. Well
1: and it's like ninety five percent of our clientele is like what Tesney is talking mm-hmm. about. Yeah.
3: But there's that five percent that
2: like let's talk about that for a second because it's almost like those clients that we do have that special friendship with, we almost have more of a responsibility the to ma- the friance <laughs> to make sure <laughs> that we're really delivering what they need in terms of lashes. Because mm-hmm. uh, let me just confess from a professional point of view and just being in that situation because they're a friend, sometimes they will not be super direct about the problem that they're having, or yeah. they will let it mm-hmm. slide. Let me give you an example. They'll come in and they'll say, you know what, it wasn't as good as last time. It could have been me. And if I'm not really feeling particularly brave, i will be like, yeah, well... Yeah, I think maybe it was you. Or instead of saying, let's deal with this with your lashes. I mean, it may require me feeling a little awkward as we're talking Mm -hmm. about it, but don't rely on the friendship to Mm -hmm. cover it up so that it's socially smooth. Yeah. You have more of a responsibility to that client because you've got to remember she is coming in there. And paying the same amount that everybody else is. Yeah, it's
1: important. And and likely tipping you better. Yeah, that's true. And overly communicating you know, yeah. just to remind you, if we talk, we might not have as great of retention because I might not get as many lashes That's right. on. Or I do my best work when I'm
2: quiet. Yes. That's something that I say all yeah. the time.
1: I say that yeah. too because of you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing. It
0: is. One thing I wanted to add, because I'm sure there's some people here, because we're talking about slowing down or taking longer appointments. I know some people are going to say, but my client doesn't have time to go longer. I mean, my clients, they need to be in and out really fast. It really depends on the client you're trying to attract. Mm-hmm. If you're definitely a lower-cost salon because you think you want to get lashes to the masses, let's say. You're not trying to go to a higher-end client, but you really feel called like, I just want the everyday house mom and wife and hardworking mother to be able to come and see me. Because I really, you know, that's my target. That's who I like. Ours is a little bit higher-end. We really kind of are going after a very high-end, very elite group of women who really value quality. That's the highest thing for them. They want the best. They pay for the best in everything they do. And so they understand that good things take time. So for us, taking longer appointments is important. But I also want to encourage you, if you are thinking that your clients won't want more than a half hour, 45 minutes, you'll be surprised, actually. They follow your lead. Mm-hmm. So if you're kind of like, oh, I'm so sorry I'm taking so long. Yeah, why were you faster? You know, they'll take your lead. Now, if you're like, this is why I need to give you the best work. Well, they're going to be like, of course, and do whatever you need. They're not going to be feeling pushed on time. And a few clients will. Maybe they'll move on to other salons. But you'll find, I think you'll have higher retention as far as retaining clients. And you'll have better customer service. And you will create more raving fans as a result of that.
1: Right. And it's also thinking about it in a different way. Because if you are catering to their need to be in and out really fast okay, so maybe you do the 45-minute appointment, but they're back in two weeks of this really busy schedule to yeah. come back for another 45 minutes mm-hmm. when they could come once a month for an hour and a half. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's also, sort of just, you know, different way to think also about it. We'll,
3: if when they come in, you're like, or when they're booking, like, I'm really excited. Like, I'm trying this new thing. I'm extending my appointments. It's going to be the same cost for you for a little bit or whatever it is you need to do if you're trying to make your dollar amount. You know, I'm really excited. Are you okay with this extra time mm-hmm. in this appointment so we can see the difference? Yeah, know? that's great. Yeah.
0: Then yeah.
3: they're awesome. like, yeah, I'm excited
0: yeah. too. Yeah, and you just ease your way into it. That way when you do raise your prices, you let them know ahead of time I will. Right now I'm doing this as a little experiment or as just a way to get you on board. But yeah, down the road in three months or two months, it will cost more because I am taking more time and time is money. And No client will argue on that. And then the few clients that you leave who are really made that budget, you just blew their budget. If you're doing great work, those fans will talk about you and you'll get new clients who didn't know that you were cheaper at one point, And they'll be more willing to pay that Price, so don't be mm-hmm. afraid of raising your prices. Just only thing I want to add into this because this is a side note, this will be my little rant. I see this all the time online where people like, raise your prices, you're worth more. You have value. that might be true, but if you're only seeing two clients a week, I do not advise you to raise your prices because you deserve better.
2: So, what's the criteria then? How do you know when it's time?
0: Thank you for that setup, Testney. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and by the way, where are you on Instagram again? <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> no, no uh, really. It's called productivity. We're going to do this for an episode. We're going to talk about what numbers should you track as a lash professional. Because really, when we get into business, most of us just do lashes because we love beauty. I mean, minus me, I'm not a beauty professional, but I'm the business guy. So tracking numbers is how you know what's going on with the health of your company. And one of the things you can do is track productivity. Productivity is very simple to figure out. Let's just say in a week you have 40 hours that you're going to actually do lashes. Where you you're mean the at. service. The service itself. Not the calling, the, you know, the ordering, cleaning. the cleaning. But you can actually sell 40 hours in a week. Um, actually, say over a month, 100, because this is an easy way to do easy numbers to figure out. Over a month, you're going to work 100 hours on actually doing lashes. So that's like, you know, 20, like 20, yeah, 25 mm-hmm. hours a week. So let's say you look at the end of the month and you go through and you go, wow, I had 100 hours and I sold 60 hours, I actually did services. Nothing else, just services that I could actually charge for. That would mean you are 60% productive. That means there were 40% of your time, you didn't sell it. That's not in the beauty world, if you go bigger than lashes, but in the hair salon world, that's not particularly busy. That's pretty busy, but it's not crazy busy. What's busy? Busy is when you start getting around 85% to 90%. That means you max out most of your hours, Usually like for us when we are that busy Most of the openings come from your cancellations, no shows, or you know, something comes up and they have to change their appointment, and then all of a sudden it's so last second we can't fill it. So you have little openings here and there, but it's not the norm. Like I know some people I talk to, they see one person, maybe two people a day, and that's not very busy. So that's not really a great time to start thinking about raising your prices yet because you're still attracting clients. But once you start seeing five, six, four, eight, whatever it is that you can handle in a day, and you're either turning people away or you have a waiting list that's a sign that you're ready to raise your prices and you're ready to go up and give yourself a raise. So that's what... The,
2: well, when you track it, what is the percentage for productivity?
0: Well, I, like, I mean, if 90% would mean that 90% of all your hours were booked in a month mm-hmm. or 85. So that, that's when I say you have a hundred hours, 90 hours were booked. You're very busy at this point and you can afford to raise your prices. By the way, don't raise your prices like $2, you know do something substantial because two dollars is so little you won't barely see a difference you know try five ten fifteen dollars like i said for us well
3: you have to check out your operating costs and it's yeah. not just an arbitrary, arbitrary number. no it's not
0: and you need to know your cost per, and this is another thing we could talk about knowing what your actual cost is per service have to figure you, that everyone out. knows what their cost per goods is because if you're buying you know let's say a makeup remover and it costs you ten dollars and you sell it for twenty. You know your cost was ten dollars. Well, the same thing happens when you're doing a service. You need to know what your cost is per hour. For us, our cost per hour range actually has been all over the map lately. But it's been anywhere from like as low as seventy-four dollars an hour to as high. Actually, back in January and February, it was like eighty-five dollars. Wow. So actually, for a couple of months, we were in the negative because we charged eighty-one. Money. So that's something you need to know because you may be charging a lot, but if your costs are too high.
3: But you're including, I mean, for somebody, a regular person to figure this out really quickly, it's yeah. rent, it's utilities. Yeah. It's,
0: it's all your fixed costs. All of
3: those things that you have to pay every month.
0: Yeah, you just Police. take all your costs and then take the amount of hours that you work. Let's say you have 100 hours you're working in a month. Divide that 100 hours into your total cost. And you know that's your per hour what you charge, what your salon costs per hour of the run. And that's what you should you know, what you need to charge minimum for your thing. Now if you want profit, you may say, Well it cost me you know, $50 an hour to run my business. When I add up all my costs, divide by my hours I work, I'm at $50 an hour from our service.
3: And that's just cost, though. And you have to remember to pay yourself, too. Well,
0: yeah, that would be implied that, yes, you have to figure out your own salary and all that. There's lots of things, and we're going to probably get in the weeds on this one a little too much That's a little hard to break up. It's a out, good start, a good though. So
3: if anybody has questions, yeah. like, write us, and, you know, we'll try to address it on another podcast. Yeah, it would be good
0: or... to do that, or maybe that might be one where we do a Facebook Live where we could visually show things out right. and write it all out. Well, just...
2: For this talk, I mean, it's like a little exercise. If you want to figure out your productivity, yeah, just go back to your schedule last month. Figure out how many hours you're available to work, to, and yeah, then figure out to sell, and how many hours you actually did.
0: That's your productivity.
2: That will give you your productivity, and then we could talk about next time.
0: You know? Yeah, another yeah podcast. We can go into more de- detail.
3: When I was on my own, though. I couldn't figure out my hours to sell because if somebody wanted to come at four o'clock in the morning, I was going to take it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, that's assuming you're working. This will give you an opportunity too. once you figure out this cost. OK, I only want to work 40 hours a week or I'm willing to work 60 hours a week, whatever that is. Then you can kind of figure things out and break it down, too, because if you're just like, oh, I'll take it like I'm in that desperation mode. It, yeah. it's You're going to run yourself ragged and you won't know your numbers.
0: Yeah, no, it's important to know your limits and the set boundaries. Some people, like when Tustin started, did work any hour possible. Sounds like, Christina, you you did the same. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I know other people have kids, and they don't have that option. They have to be home at 3 o'clock every day. So they can only work between, like, 9 and 2. That's Mm -hmm. it. That's their only hours they're available the rest of the day. They're committed to other things. So that will be easier if you can lock in your hours and count them. Shout out to all the
3: girls who take their kids to the salon and make them Do their homework there. That's right, (laughs)
0: yes. (laughs) Well, let's just do a couple more little things, and then we'll be wrapping this up. Anything else that you guys, we can throw out there as some things that we Mm -hmm. can help people improve their business?
2: It's not super sexy, but it's very professional, and that's advising new clients of the risks up front. It requires a little bit more time for the consult, but you've got to be able to forecast for the client some of the things that they possibly could be encountering. We talked about it with like getting to the salon. You've got to tell the client where to find parking or how much the parking is and if the police are really, you know, hard, you know, you warn them, right? Well, you also have to warn them about some of the risks that they are exposing themselves to. And that, you know, for example, we need to talk about the possibility of developing contact dermatitis. You have to talk about the possibility of leaving the salon with red eyes and how to fix that. You know, here are some artificial tears. You can use a warm compress to help that. The eye will feel a little bit watery for the, you know, the first day that you have it. The redness will improve. If you don't tell them those things up front, it can induce panic when they go home and they think, these lashes, the service that I did, is causing me to be blind, And I'm sure you've had the panicked call the next day. It's like, can you come in? i got to take those off. My eyes are watering. There's pus coming out of my eyes. Oftentimes they'll say things just to describe what they're going through, but it's not actually true. Pus isn't actually coming out of the eyes. But it's watery, you know, and it it freaks them out. If you take, like, the two-minutes during that consult to say, this is a possibility. This is how we treat it. They're going to be less panicked when that happens. You're building trust.
0: You know, Mm -hmm. the big thing, we trade in trust when we run a business. You'll hear me say that a lot of times. And as soon as that trust is broken, it's over. They're done. (laughs) And trust goes with your staff. It goes with clients. Those things, you have to keep finding ways to build more trust. And that's That's one of the ways you can do it.
3: Something else, though, it's really, I mean, we've done this only a couple times for as long as I've been there. When somebody comes in with a picture, they're like, I want this and you're like a new person and it's just like mega volume and you've never done anything like it it's okay to be like you know what I really can't provide that service for you Mm -hmm. I can recommend somebody else for you but it's not in my wheelhouse to do that like you won't be happy Mm -hmm. here that's right they'll appreciate that more Mm -hmm. than having to come back and be like what is this yeah
0: they're going to want a refund they're going to Mm -hmm. write that review Mm -hmm. they're going to tell their friends that you're horrible it's
3: possible we actually have a Yelp review somewhere back in the weeds that says something like they turned me away but thankfully they did because they recommended me to somebody else Um,
2: Uh, hopefully you would know that ahead of time like Mm -hmm. if you had the ability to ask some of those questions during when they were booking Mm -hmm. just to make sure you're not going to be wasting your time because the temptation is the client is here I have bills to pay I know I can do this take the risk on that but that's a risk you know Be prepared to turn them away. If you can know about it ahead of time, it's better.
0: Another thing you can do that I know our front desk does, we will send people to our Instagram. A lot of people find us from there, but in case they haven't, you know, if they have any questions about what we do, say, please look at our Instagram page. And if you see photos of lashes you like, then we're a great fit. But if you go there and you're wanting to see, let's say, mega volume, which we don't do, you may be like, wait a minute. Oh, you guys don't do that. And you are automatically take yourself out of the mix. You're like, you know what? I just looked at your stuff. I love it. It's beautiful. But I really love that mega volume look. So I'm going to go to a salon. And we'll refer people. We'll say, oh, you know what? Maybe you should go try this other salon. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing wrong. You're building trust. They're going to say good things about you, by the way, to the friends. Like, oh, yeah, and Terry are so nice. They actually referred me to this other salon that exactly was what I was looking for. But, hey, if you're ever looking for this, I think your integrity lash is a great look. And you're just creating goodwill. It's like uh, that buzz so that other people are talking well about you out there. It's a small world, right? Mm-hmm. And because of social media now, it's so small. It used to be you know, millions and millions of people where it didn't matter. You can get you lost in you didn't have it. a voice. Yeah, it didn't have a voice. But now because of social media, it's like everything is so – it's very, very small. Christian's making funny faces right oh, now.
3: Oh, sorry. I'm filtering yeah. myself. You're
0: filtering yourself. With, not verbally. She's um, – Instagram filtering, I guess. So I one
3: of the things at you- Christina underscore Integrity Labs.
2: Yeah,
0: go check that post out right now. <laughs> It'll be probably a couple of weeks old by this point. But anyhow, when you hear this,
2: uh, what was I gonna say? Um, think about some of the calls that have caused you distress. What have they been based upon? Like, is it somebody calling in afterwards and saying, "My eyes are swollen. What do I do? My eyes are red. I want you to take these off," and do a little homework about what can you do to prevent that? Because once they get scared, it's often game over. Yeah. So if you can prevent them from feeling like this is the end of the world, mm-hmm. then you're giving them tools. So I would encourage everyone to think about some of the calls that have given you grief and figure out how I can talk about that during the consult just to avoid
0: that kind of situation. Manage the expectation. I know there's one salon that I see in two ways they make mistakes, I think. They tell their clients that they'll be able to go six to eight weeks between appointments. Mm -hmm. And I just know that's just not true. In fact, I know it's not true because I've known people that have worked there, and they say it's not true.
2: Well, when lashes first started, like two thousand five, that's what the manufacturers were yeah. saying: six to eight weeks. And the reason why they did it was because you know, in six to eight weeks, you might have one or two left there. So it was true; it did There's something
0: on there. Your lashes right? were there, so that she's not probably lying that there's lashes. But no one—it's not the—it's not going to look good. The big thing you have to qualify: it will not look good for six to eight weeks. You'll have lashes eight weeks from now, but they won't look good. And I think that's one of the things that you will help yourself out. If your lashes right now are only lasting two weeks, then be upfront about it. You know, you should come back every two weeks. Don't tell them, oh, come back every four weeks because the client's going to be disappointed and then they're going to leave. You want to make sure that you're giving them a good expectation. And the same thing is true for another manufacturer. I know that they say the glue lasts six to eight weeks. And and again, this is a company I've seen that struggled for a long time because I think they oversell and they overpromise. You always want to undersell under-promise, and over-deliver. That's right. right? And that's why if you go to a restaurant, by the way, usually they'll say, oh, it's a 45-minute, an hour wait, and amazingly at 35 minutes they call your name.
2: It feels so much better. It better. Feels you so so much like, better. Oh, I won the lottery. Yeah. yeah.
0: Oh my gosh! I got so lucky. I got in before they said that. And when it goes longer than that, it's like the worst experience. Like oh, you th- said, it'd be an hour, and it's been an hour and a half. Oh my God! What's going on with you? And or so, like
2: twenty minutes, and you're there for forty. Then you start getting mad. Start getting
0: mad. Mm-hmm. So if you just hedge your bet a little bit and give them a little bit more of a heads up of what to expect, I think you're going to find yourself with a lot less complaints and a lot less dissatisfied customers. Even if things aren't quite perfect, you kind of give them the heads up and the expectation to know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, we could keep going on. There's a lot more to cover. I think I had another like eight or ten items that we could discuss here. But we will stop at this point, and we'll come back to some other things you can do to help improve your service and help raise your game. Um, So we'll definitely hit that. Let me do a few plugs real quick. First, um, we are not the only Lash podcast anymore, which is pretty cool. We've got to know Shelby over at LashBoss.com. Radio. We're very uh, excited about what Shelby's doing. She's mainly interviewing people. She is really going out there and getting the big names in our industry who do lashes and bringing them to you. So she's definitely someone you want to follow. She has her hashtag or her Instagram is Lash Boss Radio. Also, if you go on iTunes, Google Play, and all those other places out there, you'll find her all over. So please check her out, listen to her. You'll let her know you're following her. She, I'm sure, would love to hear about it. We also are going to be at a trade show, and this is really exciting for us. We were in Long Beach for the I show, but we're also going to be at the S C IBS show in Vegas coming up in June we are going to be teaching two classes. One's going to be on Classic Lashes. Erica is going to be leading that class. And it's going to be a chance where you can learn how we do our basic classic look. It's not like anything you've probably seen in the industry. It's a little controversial, we'll just say. It's actually going to be a great chance where you can really see a demo, and we're going to see how far we get on the hands-on. We're going to attempt to make it very much a hands-on type training. That said, that will be great. We also have a class that we'll be teaching. If you're thinking about being a last professional, we're going to have two classes that Christina, Tustin, and I will be teaching about. Is the last career the right career for you? And it's just going to be talking about the pros and cons. And we're also, by the way, going to be on the floor this time. So definitely come check us out. Come by. Say hi. We might even do a podcast on the floor. We'll see. There's a lot going on and a lot unknown. We're still in the planning stages, but we'll see. We'll give you more details as we get closer. So let's wrap this all up. We'd love to continue our discussion online via social media. Please follow us on Instagram, at Integrity Lash, where you can see what our Lash Salon is up to. You can also follow our Lash Podcast account, LashCastPodcast podcast. This is new, by the way. We used to be Integrity Lash Camp, but like I said, we're going to come back and bring that on when I can actually do more than two accounts in my life. But for now, you can follow us at there. This Instagram account is focused on sharing tips and insights on the lash industry and really show you how we run our lash salon. Three, four times a week, I just go on and talk about best practices and things that we do, and then we are going to try to get better at, which we haven't been great at yet, is posting what we exactly talk about during our podcast. It's actually during other be much bigger task than we had hoped, but over time, as we get our, our muscles uh, flexing, we'll get better at that, and you'll be able to go, after you see a podcast, you should be able to go on and see different things we talked about to hopefully improve your business. So that's what we're going to be doing with that. Lastly, we'd love to hear from you, and we've set up a Twitter account. You can follow us at Integrity Lash. You can submit your questions and suggestions there for future podcasts. As you saw a couple podcasts ago, we will go online regularly once in a while and actually do a feedback kind of show where we'll answer questions and such. You can also, which is where most people go, you can go to Instagram and give us questions there too. In fact, it almost seems like Twitter is kind of like on the out. We may even cut that if we don't get much feedback, but we get most of our feedback comes from our Instagram accounts. I also want to ask you to please recommend our podcast to your friends and colleagues. We are doing this podcast because we truly love our industry and we want to see it continue to grow. We'd also like you to go on right now if you're listening right now go on to iTunes go on to Google Play and rate this just takes less than a minute give us Um, that five stars and then write how amazing Paul is you can mention the other (laughs) team if you want if you want but if not at least talk about me because I'm the most needy in the group (laughs) because I don't have an Instagram account actually (laughs) (laughs) but please please promote us on Instagram go on there and tell your friends hey I've been listening to you know last cast podcast and let everyone know about us and you know then we'll feature you on our wall if we find you if you hashtag it Christina will put you on her wall Christina Christina
3: underscore integrity lash
0: there you go Erica Erica is
1: so much easier to find and spell. <laughs> yeah?
0: But remember, there's a K in Erica, but too. There's yeah. yeah. don't get just, that just mixed up. Just a K. Though. Just a K. But Christina just, yeah.
1: will put you on her wall.
0: <laughs> oh, wow. We're one-upping each other here. Oh, well. Anyhow, on behalf of our engineer, Nick Coffee, my lash experts of Christina, Erica, and Tusney, I want to thank you for taking some time out of your day to listen. Keep on lashing, and remember, you have a friend in the lash industry.